Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word, and it is so good to be with you here on this Friday. I tell you, I'm glad I'm here on uh, Friday. You might be going somewhere else. Maybe you're getting off work or whatever you're doing. Of course, by the time that we get this loaded up and everything, you might be on about your evening and doing whatever it is you're going to do. But I'm glad to be here this evening and talking about God's whole word. Amen. And so we will uh, go into that. But first, we've got to go to the Lord first. Because if we don't go to the Lord, who's going to direct us? Who's going to lead us in the word of God? You can't be led without the Lord. So we've got to go on with him. So let's go to the Father. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your holiness. We thank you, God, that you are so good. Amen. That you have uh, gave us your word. You have preserved it, Lord, and it may have been through a few things. Uh, Along the way with the devil trying to hide it and trying to keep it away from people, but God, you have preserved it. And Lord, we have it here to go through and to learn. And Lord, as like Peter said, that you have given us everything for life and godliness. Everything, Lord, everything for life and godliness. And we thank you because you are a provider of all things. And you give us power to overcome the enemy through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And we thank you for that, Lord. And so, God, as we go into your word, I pray that you open up our ears and anoint the lips of clay that speak. And may you, Lord... Be the one that talks to us and speaks to us, Lord, through your word, guiding us and leading us along the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. And so we have been on a journey, a quest, whatever you want to call it, talking about the things that God hates. I know some people, they'll hear that and they'll say, what do you mean God hates? Well, certainly God does have some things he hates. And of course, this world, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear about what God hates. And you know why? Because people get too comfortable with themselves and their sin. And they don't want to hear that God hates some of the things that we're doing. Or some of the things that we're saying. Or actions that go on with us that ought not. They don't want to hear that. Now they want to be comfortable in their sin. But God said, go tell them what I said. Go tell them the truth of what I said. That they will have an uh, opportunity to repent and turn from their wicked ways before I come back to take the church out of this world. And that's what the Lord's going to do, folks. He's going to take the church out of this world. And we're going to have to be ready. you got to have your war clothes on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You say, what in the world are you talking about? Well, if you go to Ephesians chapter 6, and you go on and you read down through chapter, just go on ahead and read the whole chapter 6. But you're going to find some war clothes we got to put on. And we're uh, you know, we fighting the enemy. We're fighting the devil. Don't you think for one second that that's just a made-up story. There's all kinds of people telling all kinds of lies. But I'll tell you what, the devil is real. But uh, my God is just as real. That he is more powerful. Yes, he is. And the Lord has preserved his word that we may know what it is that God wants from us. Don't you want to know what God wants from you? 
Don't you want to know what God's word says that, uh, you know, uh, we, we need to look at and allow the Lord to change? Don't you know the word will purify us? It'll clean us up. Amen and hallelujah. And so we've been in Proverbs chapter 6. And we started on this journey uh, looking at the things that God hates. And yes, the word says that. So we go to Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 16. It starts there and we go down to verse 19. It says, these things, these six things that the Lord hate. It uses that word. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. He said, there's seven things I just hate and they're an abomination unto me. And, and when you look that word up, it means something that God absolutely hates that he will continue to hate at all, uh, throughout all generation, all time. God is always going to hate it. And it says in verse 17, a proud look. God hates a proud look. Yes, he does. A lying tongue. God don't like no lying tongue. He hates it. Yes, he does. And hands that shed innocent blood. Don't you know? We got all kind of that going on. And God hates it. Yes, he does. Verse 18, that heart that devises wicked imaginations. Oh, yes. Got all kind of things like that going on. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. Oh, you can't even help yourself some of them. You just run on. You just keep running from one mischievous thing to another. And God says he hates that. You stirring up trouble, acting like you ain't got no sense. God wants us to get a mind to do what's right. And these are things that God hates. And then it goes on in verse 19. That was verse 18. Verse 19 says, a false witness. God hates a false witness. A false witness that speaks lies. You may be a false witness, but you open up your mouth. Well, you're going to set yourself on fire from the Lord. Yes, you are. Don't you know all liars go to hell? Or rather, the Bible says that they all have their part in the lake of fire, and that's where hell's going to be thrown. That's what it says in the book of Revelation. It says that hell uh, is a separate place from the lake of fire. Yes. Amen. Read it. And But hell is a terrible place to go. You don't want to go there. And however long you're going to be in hell until the great white throne judgment i don't know if god's gonna let you sit in hell while that he said gonna rise you up but he might rise you up with just sitting hell down right in front of his throne but one thing for sure there's hell you know the bible talks about hell jesus talked about hell and don't you know uh, there's different words that are translated in english hell and that's the reason why some people got so many problems they, some folk go around running around lying say oh that's just a grave well that's one of the translations that was translated into english hell but that ain't all that it uh, <laughs> translated don't you know there's a place of hell that the bible makes very clear is a place of torment jesus talked about it yes he did and, and you know, all, uh, people run around, these Christians nowadays, they're running around and all they want Jesus to be is a candy man. That's all they want. They want Jesus to be a candy man. Hand me my donuts, Jesus. Hand me my candy, Jesus. Hand me my sweet soda, Jesus. And don't give me anything else. Yeah, don't give me that spinach. Don't give me that liver. Don't give me none of those vitamins and minerals and all of that. Don't give me no vegetables on my plate, Lord. Just give me nothing but sweets. Don't you know you do that to your child? Don't you know they're going to get sick? Now, you know, I, we've had a lot of children. We had nine children. And, uh, you know, and sometimes they, they get out to themselves and, 
you know, you get away to school or whatever, and uh, different things, and, and and you know, and then they want to stuff themselves of uh, things like that, and they come home. Oh, my belly hurts. My belly. What were you doing? What did you do? Well, we'll come find out. Eating a bunch of junk. Hey, man, you you gotta have a balanced meal, and the Lord gives us a balanced meal. He sure enough does, and the Lord talks about hell. You, you think all he's going to do is talk about heaven and how wonderful that is? Well, I'm glad that we've got a hope of heaven. But you better have the terror of the Lord, too. You better understand. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You ain't even smart until you got the fear of God down in your soul. That's what the Word says. Amen. And so, you know, uh, if you're going to get smart, you're going to have to fear the Lord. And I'll tell you what, when you fear him, you better understand he, he's the one that created hell in the first place. That's what the Bible says. And what he did was he created it, the Bible says, for the devil and his angels. So don't you know it's going to be a terrible place? Because the devil tore this world up. When he came barreling down here, when he got kicked out of heaven for being prideful, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to be talking about that proud look because we ain't done with that part yet. We're going to keep on until Jesus said it's time to move on to the lying tongue. But, you know, the devil got kicked out of heaven because of pride. You know, go on ahead and read it in the book of Isaiah. You find out that he was, old Lucifer, whoo, he was kicked out. He fell. And when he came down here, he came to destroy the earth and all the cities thereof. And, you know, he, he don't love us. The Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy but Jesus come to give you life. He wants to give you life. But don't you know, that means you got to turn away from your wicked ways. We, we can't, you know, uh, we can't keep on with that. And, and, you know, there's so many Christians that say, oh, well, it's a time of grace. And then they get the use, the, the misunderstanding of what that means. Absolute misunderstanding of what it means to live under the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. They, they act like they do. You know, and the reason why is because they got false teachers telling them what, what they think it means. And then it don't mean what they say. And then you got people that are headed straight to hell because you're teaching them false doctrine, false teaching, and you're twisting up what grace really means. Amen. Sure enough, it's unmerited favor. You and I don't deserve it. Don't you know uh, the Bible talks about us being justified freely in Jesus Christ? Yeah, do you know what that means? It means he made us innocent even though we didn't deserve to be innocent. So in turn, we should do what the book of uh, Romans said, the Apostle Paul said in chapter 12, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And that's, the, that's our reasonable service. Huh? You know, that's the reasonable thing to do. Well, yeah, you, you're going to have to learn to do something reasonable here now. And so we want to look at all the Word of God. That's why this podcast is called God's Whole Word. We, we want to get the whole Word out. And I'm sorry if you can't see my face. If you, anybody wants to see my face, just so, you know, some of you probably want to throw darts at me. You know what I'm saying? Just don't bust your screen in the process, but some of you probably want to throw darts at me, I guess. Because uh, I know some people, when I've preached, oh, I've had some people get mad. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean hot mad. But you know what? you got to know what the Lord says. And if you don't like it, well, you know, I'll tell you like I told my kids, you can get glad the same way you got mad. Just like that. Yes, sir. But you're going to need Jesus to help you out. You're going to need that Holy Ghost. And so I encourage you all, if you will, tomorrow on Saturday, which is April 19th, I believe it is, uh, tomorrow, uh, and, uh, well, excuse me, not April 19th. Let's see. Uh, is it April 19th? 
Well, I'm going to have to find out here pretty soon. But anyway, this coming Saturday, uh, actually, it is the 15th. Excuse me, I made a mistake. I said the 19th, but it's actually the 15th this tomorrow. So, now I guess I'm going to have to correct that on something else that I uh, said with some other place I was at. Uh, but anyhow, so April 15th. I guess I should know that because that's supposed to be the tax deadline. But uh, anyway, for people. Uh, so April 15th, we've got our worship service. We worship on Saturday on the Sabbath. And uh, we have our Bible studies as well on Wednesday night on this same YouTube uh, channel that you can get to. And it's called The Eunuch Preacher. That is a capital E. U-N-U-C-H, the eunuch preacher. And uh, you can, uh, like I said, type in under the um, YouTube uh, channel search. I'm not sure. I've said many times, I'm not sure exactly how to word it. My son would probably be laughing at me the way I try to word things. But in any event, uh, you can go there because tomorrow we're going to be talking about something really important that the Bible talks about, and that is the need to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost because the baptism of the Holy Ghost is still available to you and I today. Amen. You can still be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Don't sit there and listen to preachers that are lying to you that are telling you that's from the devil or anything else because that's not true. You can still receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost right now today in this generation. And we see that in Acts chapter 2. Uh, Peter was standing up. He, oh, matter of fact, read the whole chapter. Read the whole chapter. That was the day the church was born. That's the birthday of the church on the day of Pentecost. And um, you go down to Acts chapter, uh, just read the whole thing, and you're going to get the message that Peter preached as people came up uh, into that upper room. They heard a noise, you know, a great wind, which was the power of God's Spirit. And uh, uh, people were speaking in tongues, and God had poured out His Spirit. Well, if you read that, if you continue to read that, and He gives the plan of salvation in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, He said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. In other words, wipe your sins off your slate. Uh, you, you know, we got, we got uh, our, our, our sins are on a record, and uh, God wants to wipe that record clean. Yes, He does, and He will forgive us. And because we are forgiven, we want to go down in Jesus' name. And you say, why be baptized? Because the Bible tells us that we're buried with him in baptism. And so we bury, uh, so to speak, going under the water. That's the reason why sprinkling don't work, folks. No, we go all the way under, and we go down in Jesus' name. We take on that name because that name is, uh, you know, if you're going to pray for the devil to leave somebody in Jesus' name, and you're going to pray for somebody to be sick in Jesus' name, but you won't be baptized in his name. What is going on in your spirit? What's the matter with you? Don't you know? you got to be obedient to the word. So we, re we believe in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. But if you read verse 39, it'll say, it'll let you to know. And he was talking, the first uh, few words, he was talking to the people that were there at that time. But then before he finishes verse 39, he says, and it's for all that the Lord our God shall call for everybody. It's, it's not just for uh, that generation. He's talking about everybody. And I'm going to tell you what, I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. I know other people that have been baptized with I know many, 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 many people that have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. And so I would encourage you to come along, and um, once that is downloaded, uh, we don't have where we're uh, taping live yet. We might get there one day, but right now we're not. But uh, once that's loaded up, you can go to the eunuch preacher and find that. 
and we have many of our services loaded up. We have the singing, and, and I mean, we're, we're Pentecostal. You know, we are what they call the holy rollers. Boy, I tell you what, we love to worship the Lord. And we sing, and we shout, and we dance, and we praise the Lord. But And we pray. We, you know, you can't have any worship to God without prayer because the Lord said in, in Isaiah 56, in verse 7, at the end of that, he said, you know, my house should be called a house of prayer. Why is it going to be called a house of prayer if you ain't going to pray? Ain't no sense. And that's the reason why I begin this podcast every time with prayer. There ain't no sense in doing nothing. Don't sit there tell me you're going to do something for God and you ain't going to spend some time in prayer. And I'm not talking about just, just these quick prayers that we do. You've got to spend some time. You've got to get, get down there and talk to the Lord and have conversation with him and spend some time with the Lord so he can talk to you and deal with you. And uh, you know Because the Lord's going to deal with each and every one of us if we will take the time to bow to him. He'll talk to us. He'll deal with us. Yes, he will. Because he's a good God. He loves us. He said he'll chastise those that he loves. That's what it says. And sometimes when I've got to pray and the Lord deal with me and chastise me and say, you know, you need to straighten this out or you said this or you did that and you've you got to get this straightened out and, and repent of those sins. Repent. That, that's why we've got the advocate with the Father. Jesus is our advocate. He's our lawyer. He is going to make our case because he wants us to be justified freely as he came to do and uh, make us innocent when we weren't even innocent. But in doing so, let's do what Apostle Paul said in the book of Romans. Let's, let's let our bodies be a living sacrifice to God. Let's, let's give our lives to him and serve him with all of our heart. And that's why we're looking into the Bible in this podcast. That's why we're looking and we're seeing what does God have to say? What does God's whole word have to say about anything? Because if Peter said that God gave everything for us for life and godliness, well, then it's so. You know, if God said it, it's so. There ain't nothing left to argue. There ain't nothing to argue about. If God said it's so, it's so. There ain't nothing left to be said. But but we do have to get into the Word and look at it and and and, and go over it, you know. And so uh, we weren't finished. We were going to go into uh, chap Proverbs chapter 6 and verse uh, 18. We finished, which was an heart that devises with the wicked imagination, feasts that run, uh, be swift. In other words, you're just quick to run into trouble word mischief can be trouble but we're going to go into more detail with those when we get to those right now we're camping out with uh, uh, a proud look which is what's beginning here and then verse 19 it says a false witness that speaks lies and then at the end of that it says this is another thing that god hates and that is he that soweth discord among the brethren huh are, are you one of those you go to church and you just there to stir up trouble oh god's gonna get you He's going to get you. You better watch out. God hates that. He don't want nobody doing such a thing as that as to stir up discord among the family of God. God don't like that. He don't like it. And he said, I not just don't like it. I hate it. Amen. But we're going to talk about that another time because we're still, we're still camping out talking about the proud look. And so uh, that's where we have verse 17 of chapter 6 of the book of Proverbs. A proud look. So let's go to that. Let's, let's look at that. Now what we're going to do tonight is we're going to turn over to chapter 8. We're going to go to chapter 8. And it's in the book of Proverbs. And just uh, all I had to do was just turn one page over. And there I'm at chapter 8 in the book of Proverbs. And we're going to go down to verse, um, uh, verse 13. All right. And so the word of the Lord says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. 
Don't you know if you're going to fear God, you're going to have to hate evil. Now, that don't mean you go around, uh, you know, attacking the capital or go around shooting up schools or whatever. No, that's, that's not the way of the Lord. That's not how they, our weapons are not carnal. You don't do that. The Bible makes it clear that our weapons are not carnal. No, no, that's, that's why we pray, because we fight in prayer. We, we fight, and we got the spiritual battle, or the spiritual armor. That's what we talked about in Ephesians chapter 6. I mentioned that earlier. You go look at that, and look at what our armor is. Look at all the things that are in our, our, our arsenal as a Christian. And, and it's not carnal weapons. In other words, you know, we don't, we don't use guns and knives and all that, you know, and bombs and all that other kind of stuff. No, you don't, uh, child of God, you, no, uh -uh, that's not how it is. Because this is a spiritual battle that we're fighting. And so you've got to fight on a spiritual level. And so uh, chapter 8 of the book of Proverbs in verse 13, it says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. But we still we still have got to, uh, you you can't go around loving evil. If, if, if you say that you have the fear of the Lord, you best not be loving on evil. Don't you know the Bible says not to do that there? That's what it says. It says to hate evil. And it means exactly that. When you go to look that up and, and look up the word evil, it's talking about all kinds of things that fit under the category of evil. It's just astounding. Just amazing. Uh, and and it, it's like God wanted to make sure I ain't leaving nothing out. Boy, I'll tell you what, just a list after list after list of things that could fall into the category of evil. But you certainly, you, you know, you, you hear that word, you don't have to wonder what it means. You sure enough don't have to wonder because it means what it says. You know, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. If you're really going to live for God, you're not going to want to be loving on evil. When you, when you see evil in action and all that kind of thing, you ain't going to be one. That's the reason why you ought to watch what you're watching on that one-eyed demon called a television or on your phones, those little little baby demons. I call them one-eyed demon. But anyway, uh, but you know, you got to be careful what you're watching that thing because why, why are you going to entertain yourself with things that are wicked and evil? Why are you going to do that? If the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, why would you sit there and entertain yourself with it? Don't you know that ain't right? And I'm not even going to get off on all that anyway. I've said enough about the television. And, and uh, you know, if you wonder, you say, well, I, I, you know, you say you don't have a television. No, I got a television. But I'll tell you what, you know, I've removed my television. I mean literally removed it. I don't mean just took it out of the room. I mean I got rid of it three different times over the course of years because I, every time I turn around, people I come in and people are watching something. I said, we, we ain't watching that. I said, don't you do it again. I said, we don't watch that kind of stuff in here. And uh, it did it again, so I took it out because I meant what I said. And I didn't just take it out. I cut the cable off. And then after a while, you know, people get repentant and, oh, okay, we're sorry. We want to. Well, three different times. Now we're on the fourth time. And then this time I got a little bitty screen, not a very big one. And I, and I, 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 I said to those that are left in the house, I said, we, we're going to have to do this right. You know, you, you can't be, you know, and sometimes we've even started a show that seemed like it started out okay and everything's fine. And then as time progresses, you know how it goes. People's hearts just wax worse and worse. And next thing you know, the writers are writing in all kinds of wicked, ungodly stuff. And, and we just say, okay, well, we're not going to watch this anymore. You say, well, don't you want to know what happened here and there? You know, you get, you know how it is. They, they get you hooked in because, uh, you know, this is happening or that happening, and you want to know. Well, I don't want to know. If you're gonna start writing in there, and you writers out there in Hollywood or wherever you are, 
you need to listen. There's a lot of people out here that would just love it if you would uh, do something more than just constantly going after wickedness or, or the world's agenda. And you just put that in there and push it and push it and push it. And God don't like that. You're going to have to fear the Lord. And that means to hate evil. And so, when you look at chapter 13 in the book, uh, or excuse me, chapter 8 in the verse 13, it says, fear of the Lord is to, uh, is to hate evil. Then it, but it doesn't stop there. It says, pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Now God has said something about pride twice. Okay? And arrogancy is actually tied to pride, but uh, there's a little bit more going on there. And so we want to look at this for a moment. All right, so it says here, the fear of the Lord is hate evil pride and arrogancy in the evil way and the forward mouth does God hate. So let's look at the word pride here. What does that mean? If you look that word up, it means to mount up. Uh, and you see the word to mount up when you look in the studies that you have, the Bible concordances that I have. So it means to mount up. What are you mounting up against? And that's the thing. is What it is is that people are mounting up against God and his word. Because, see, God's word has already been established. You can't change that. I can't change that. God has already spoken his word into existence and, and said to us, you know, the Bible says the word was made flesh. Jesus walked among us to explain to us what the word is really, uh, you know, getting to the real nitty-gritty of things and what God is saying. And, what, and, and I'll tell you what, Jesus taught about, uh, people just don't seem to understand this. Jesus taught about repentance. And no, Jesus didn't run after the crowds. I get so sick and tired of people saying that. That's the biggest lie. No, they followed him. And sometimes there was one part in the scripture where it says they went like three days without food or anything. They were about ready to faint over. And, and, and so the Lord had to provide for them because they were determined to be near him and to listen to him teach. And that whole three days time, they were just listening to him talk and teach. And Jesus taught repentance. He ain't no candy man. Now, Jesus loves us, and he's full of mercy, and God wants to save anybody. I mean, he loves the world. That's why the Bible says that God sent his only son, his begotten son, in John 3, 16, because he loved the world. But that don't mean that Jesus is a candy man. It don't mean that all you're going to get is sweets. That don't make no good parenting. And so... Say here, pride and error, because God's speaking about pride. Say, uh, the word means to mount up. So what are you mounting up against? You're mounting up against God's word and, and God himself. So God has already established what's right and what's wrong. Whether you like it or not, whether anybody else or myself or anybody else. I mean, there was a time in my life when I was younger, you know, and there were certain things I was seeing. I was just being so frustrated. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't understand this, Lord. And I, I, you know, and, and, and I just turned and ran because I didn't want to hear that. But God, you know, after a while, you got to make a choice. You say, well, I, I, I'm not going to make a choice to serve the Lord. Oh, yeah, you will. But the problem is, if you don't do it on this side, y'all better hear now. If you don't do it on this side, what's going to happen is, when you get over yonder and you mean it, I know this is true because when Jesus talked about that man in hell, I mean, everything changed for him. Boy, he was a soul winner and everything. You say, what do you mean? Because he was pleading for somebody to go tell his brother, don't come here. Don't go tell my brothers, don't come here. This is a terrible place. And, and he even asked, he said, can, can, can this one over here bring me water and, 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 and just put a little bit on my tongue because he wanted to be relieved of the torment. Now, whatever anybody want to say about hell, 
whatever anybody want to say about what God is saying in the scripture about hell, and you want to twist it and say, oh, man just did that. You are a false teacher, and you're a liar. And you, you're going to find yourself meeting God, and you're not going to meet him on good terms if you keep on telling those lies. Because God's word tells us the truth. And so uh, pride is this thing where uh, people will stand against what God's word says. That's the reason why people want to keep saying, oh, this ain't God's word. This ain't God's word. Oh, man wrote it. Blah, 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 blah. I got plenty of evidence. I say evidence in the word of God. Yes, even in the word of God. I got evidence to prove that God wrote this Bible. Yes, he did. Amen. Now, did he use men? Sure enough, he did. The Bible says he used about 40 men, maybe even a couple of few women, too. And, uh, I mean, I'm not saying for sure about that, but I'm just saying. Uh, so somebody, please don't start getting all bent out of shape with me. And and some people say, well, you know, that's how it was. I mean, you know, male dominated this. I get so sick and tired of that. Listen, don't you know, God is, what the problem is, people want to focus on all this other stuff. That's what the devil's doing to you. He's trying to get you focused off all this stuff that you don't need to be focused on. And, and he's doing that to keep you away from the food of the word that's trying to feed you so that you can get saved and delivered. That's what's happening here. The devil don't want you to know what God's word says. So he gets you all twisted up and all bent out of shape over stuff that you ain't got no business being out of shape. You know, their day and age was their day and age. Get over it. Move on. God used those writers. Yes, he did. And God's word is still true. And it stands. No matter what you say, no matter what I say, God's word is true and it stands. And so pride. It mounts up against God's word. Whatever God says, whatever God's word is, they stand against it. That's pride. Oh, I don't want to hear what God's word has to say. I don't, I don't want to hear what God's word says about this, this, or this. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to do it my way. That's pride. That's pride. And God says he hates it. And, and you may run along this way in this life as long as you won't. And you can stand against God. You can even say he don't exist. But you know, the fact of the matter is, when you meet him, if you don't repent before you meet him, before you take your last breath, if you don't repent, what's going to happen is you're going to be really sorry, but you're going to be sorry for eternity. And you're going to, you're going to believe then. You're going to know there's a God then. See, you're not always going to be an atheist. If there's an atheist listening to this, listen to me. You ain't always going to be an atheist. You're not. You may stand there. The reason why you say that is because you want to you act like there ain't no God. Because you don't want to listen to what he says. But you know what? Even atheists, when something really catastrophic, uh, catastrophic comes, they start screaming out God. They start screaming out, oh God, oh God. Many, 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 many times I've heard of stories where atheists, you know, some catastrophe is coming right at them and they just start screaming, oh God, oh God. Or my God, or my God. I mean, you know, and then and then death comes. Well, you know, what are you going to do when you meet him if you didn't repent? If all you did was stand against God and, 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 and mount yourself up against what he said, all you're going to have on your record when you get there to meet him is pride. And God hates that. So how do you think that's going to turn out? That ain't going to work out well. Amen. All right, so the next thing that, that it says, the fear of the Lord is hate evil, pride and arrogancy. So the word arrogancy, it is 
uh, attached to pride. That is true. But the word arrogancy, it means a sense of superiority. A sense of superiority. All right. And so what is it a sense of superiority of? Over God and his word. It always goes back to that. Every single time it goes back to that. Because anyone who has arrogance, the arrogance is rooted it's rooted, deeply rooted in this thought that Satan himself had that he spoke to Eve about when, when they were having a conversation because Eve shouldn't have been over near that tree. You know, she rebelled uh, against what God said. She knew she wasn't supposed to be over there. You know, and, and, and Adam, he rebelled against what he was supposed to do and, and, and be her helpmate. You know, she was his helpmate. So wouldn't you, uh, since she came from your side, wouldn't you want to keep her by your side and, and protect her? And so Adam messed up there, and Eve has gone on and done what she wants, and she's over there talking to the devil. And, and the devil, the, the, you know, the thing that he says, if you read it in the book of Genesis, when you see what the devil says to her, he's defying what God says. And this is, the, this is the operation of the devil. It's been that way for thousands of years, don't you know? And some people say, oh, that's just an allegory. Oh, Adam and Eve, that's just an No, that's mom and daddy in the garden. You better quit calling mom and daddy an allegory. You better stop that. Uh-uh. They were real. Whether you won't believe that or not, I don't care whether you believe it or not. Mom and daddy were, and I say mom and daddy because it says she was the mother of all living. Don't you know? That's the only husband she had. She didn't have six, seven, eight husbands like Elizabeth Taylor. I don't know how many she had, but anyway, somewhere around there or Zsa, Zsa Gabor and all her husbands, whatever it was. But uh, the, the thing of it is that she was the mother of all living, so that's where all the races came from. She's the mother of all of us. So you know what? Uh, uh, the the, the, the uh, black brother and the white brother and the uh, African-American, uh, the um, um, Hispanic brother, uh, the, the Asian brother, the Chinese, Japanese. Uh, I mean, I don't really know all the terms to say because some people get so offended now you don't know what to say. So all of these, listen, we're all brothers and sisters, whether you like that or not. Now, certainly God cuts off a line of the blood after so many, you know, generations or whatever. And then, of course, God's created through uh, the mother of all living, all these different races and all, because that's what God chose to do. Get over it. God is God. He is in charge. He decided what he wanted to do. And so that's what he did. But that don't mean that you're not part of the same family. Every one of us are part of the same family as mom and daddy in the garden. Okay? However long ago it was, I ain't argue that. But if God's word says it, Bam! That's it. There ain't nothing left to argue about. Why you want to argue about it? Because of arrogancy. Superiority. That's what that word arrogance means. You, you, you think you got superiority over what God said. You want to uh, tell your word. Your word is above what God said. That's superiority. I, I'm supreme over God. Don't you know that's what the devil said? And the devil got kicked out of heaven. Yes, he did. Because that's what he said. You know, he was going to rise himself above God. He was going to take over the throne of God. God said, no, you're not. Bam, out you go. You see. And so the next thing that it says in chapter 8 of the book of Proverbs in verse 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way. 
and the evil way. So what's the evil way? Well, the evil way, when you look this up, there's two things about this. The word evil, there are more than one thing that that, I mean, you look up the word evil, my goodness, there's just a, a plethora of things that, that can fall under the category of evil. But there's two things here that I saw that really stood out to me, and one is breaking to pieces. That's one of the definitions of evil, breaking to pieces. Don't you know that this society, this generation right now, that's alive right this moment in 2023. They are breaking to pieces everything. Absolutely trying to break everything into pieces. What is it they're trying to break into pieces? What God says. Because if God says <clears throat> in the beginning, as Jesus said, there's male and female, well, don't you know that the devil is going to come along and break that into pieces? And that's exactly what's happening. And so that's what falls under that category evil. You look it up, you'll find if you look at the uh, concordances. Do, I have several different concordances, but that's one of the meanings is to break in pieces. They're breaking into pieces everything. You know, if God, God said there's male and female. No, no. There's 75 genders. Oh, no. There's 100 genders. Genders or whatever. Um, and that's not true. And you say, well, how do you know? Because the Bible says so. You see, you, you go back to the Bible, but, but the thing of it is, arrogancy rises up in that superiority. Nah, I know a word. I got a word. Your word don't mean nothing over God's. Because the Bible says that human beings, what they're going to do is they're going to do what's right in their own eyes. And then it's going to send destruction. And, and so we can't keep going down this road without destruction coming. And it sure enough already is. You've got children that are being destroyed. Amen. You, you've got children that are being broken to pieces. People want to take children and, 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 and turn them into something that God never intended. Why is it that you can't open up your mouth and say to your children, you know, God allowed you to be born as a boy. God allowed you to be born as a girl and so on. Now I will say this. Because some people, they're going to get all bent out of shape over what I said. All right? And I understand that. And I'm not being mean and I'm not being hateful. I told you. I told y'all and I've told y'all and I've told y'all. More than one time. Not just on this podcast, but I've said it over the pulpit uh, with the, the unit preacher. That's our, our uh, uh, ministry. We have preaching and the worship and all of that on, on Saturday worships. Uh, services and our Wednesday night Bible studies and I have said more than one time I said I came from that gay agenda thing that's what I call it now all them letters I don't even have them memorized and I'm not being trying to be hateful or mean to anybody I'm not because you know I was there I, 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 I saw what was going on and I lived in that life and all of those things and now but the thing of it is and there is something God speaks about, and that is the eunuch. That's the reason why it's called the eunuch preacher. And uh, so, uh, and, and, and I'm going to get more into that in time. But the bottom line is, even that, even with that, now some people will say, well, don't you know, you're so ignorant, you don't even know that, you know, there's some that are, are born and, and they're, they're uh, intersex. But listen, apparently you ain't done your homework. All right? Because number one, God is still right. No matter what, God is still right. So if we leave that laying aside to the table for a moment, since you don't want to listen to God, 
God is still right, but since you don't want to listen to him, here's the thing. There is no, not one, not one intersex person, intersex person, that is both 100% male and 100% female in the same body. It has never happened. Never. Check it out. That has never happened. And so there is a leaning of one way or there's a leaning of another way as far as that intersex child is when they are born. And they, there are children that are born in that manner. And so uh, with that said, I'm not being hateful or mean. I'm saying that, you know, they certainly, those children certainly would fit in the category of the eunuch that Isaiah 56 talks about. And Matthew 19, Jesus speaks about them. And then uh, in Acts chapter 8, the Lord brings the eunuch into the church. And, and, you know, the eunuchs have done some, uh, at times have done some things uh, that were good. Uh, one of the prophets, you know, he comes and, and Jezebel's up on the wall and she's, you know, put her makeup on trying to look like a whore and uh, got herself up there and she's trying to woo the prophet. Woo! Yeah, come on. And, uh, you know, and but there were some eunuchs up there. And he called out to him. He said, is there anybody up there that will throw her down? And uh, there was two eunuchs, and they just picked her up and tossed her over the wall. And you say, well, wow, oh, that's so terrible, that's so terrible. You know, I get so tired. I mean, tired. You know what I'm saying? Really tired of people running their mouth when they don't even understand Scripture. They don't understand that there's prophecy. That fulfilled the prophecy of a prophet that spoke that this was what going to happen to her. And then the dogs come along and ate her up, ate pieces of her body all up. Well, it was prophecy to be fulfilled, and that's what happened. Because when God says something out of the mouth of a prophet, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. It's just how it is. All right, let's move on. Uh, so, I mean, I could really get off on that, but I'm not going to. All right, so um, the next thing the evil way means is doing hurt or harm. Doing hurt or harm. Now, the problem with... This piece right here of, of the word evil, the, the, the definition of it, the problem with that is when you tell people you are doing hurt and harm to these children, okay, when you're doing hurt and harm with them, I, I read an article, it just, oh, it just irritated the daylights out of me. And I, 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 there was a, a, a mother and her friend that took the children to go to this uh, drag thing. And uh, she said, oh, well, I called, and it's going to be, you know, it's not adult theme and all this kind of thing. What you don't understand is you are harming your children because what they are seeing is they are seeing men that are dressed up as a woman. And Deuteronomy 22.5, that's not part of the law whether you like it or not. Amen and hallelujah. And every one of you Christians so-called Christians, you have taken that scripture and you've thrown it in the garbage and now look what's happened. Now, I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying all Christians. There's a, there's a lot of Christians that have taken that word seriously because it says it's an abomination unto God that men dress like women and women dress like men. God don't want that. And he says it's an abomination. It's something that he hates. And yet you have a society that has made up their mind I don't care what God says. I'm going to do it this way. And then you got Christians for years and years. Never, ever, ever, ever would you have saw a woman walk into a church 
even in the 60s when I was growing up, walk into a church that didn't really have holiness standards per se, would have dared walk into a church on a Sunday service with, with a pair of pants on. They wouldn't have done it. Now, my mother, you know, she, you know, she was raised, uh, well, she was filled with the Holy Ghost when she was a teenager. And then uh, one thing led to that, and they were going to a Pentecostal church. But my father came along. He was Baptist. He pulled her out. She was going to a Baptist church, following her husband and so on and so forth. And, uh, of course, they didn't have the holiness standards like the Pentecostal church did that she came from. One thing led to another. Well, my father ended up passing away at a young age, had a heart attack at 38. And, uh, and my mother stayed there. She just kept staying there. But you know what? Never, ever, ever, ever in the whole time that I was going to that Southern Baptist church in the 60s, never, not one time, did any woman walk in that church immodestly dressed. Never, never. And nor did they have on pants. They did not do that. But now... You can just go wherever, and there's, there's people walking in with shorty shorts and, 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 and all tight, tight, tight things. It looked like a pair of holes under uh, what should be under the clothes and, and standing up on the platform. And don't you know I can see every little thing? And don't sit there and say, well, you shouldn't be looking. No, you shouldn't be wearing. You, you shouldn't be putting that on there and then saying something like that. What is the matter with people nowadays? I'll tell you what's the matter. People don't want to hear God's word anymore. No, they don't want to do that. They want to do what they want, and they want to say what they want. They want to behave. Well, you know what that is? It's pride and arrogancy because you stand against God, and you stand against his word, and God don't like that. He hates it. So what do you need to do? You need to repent because God says so. That's what he says. We got to repent. And what does it mean? We got to repent of the things that are uh, that we're doing that stands against him and get in line with what he wants. Amen. And so uh, the evil way, it means doing hurt or harm. Well, the other thing is people keep trying to push, 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 push for little children, uh, you know, to, to have surgery to change. The, children don't know what's going on at a young age. You know how many times it's been said by these same ones that are pushing it. Hello? Same ones that are pushing all this agenda. They sit there and said, oh, all the connections in the mind and the brain are not connected to about 25 years old. Now, that comes from the same people that are now trying to push this agenda with uh, trying to get young people into surgery to change their sex. Same people. Well, what happened to you? If you said that... Uh, you know, the connections are not always there. And I've had nine children. I can certainly attest to that. I can see, you know, how that can be so. That, you know, it takes a while for people to really grow up. It takes a while. And it may take till they're 25 for them to start thinking about what they really need to do. So I, I think what it should be is that if you're going to do that, that's your business. You want to stand against God, that's your business. But I don't think it should be done until they're 25 years old. I'm not kidding. And I know people don't like hearing me say that, but that's... Anyway, all right, so, but I, you know, that's what the evil way is, doing hurt and harm and breaking to pieces. What are you breaking to pieces? You're breaking to pieces everything that God has set in his word that, that gives us stability. Now, the, it, what it says is, it says, uh, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy in the evil way. That word way, it means the course of life. 
the course of life that you're taking. The evil course of life that people are taking nowadays is absolute atrocity against God's word. And people know that. But they'll sit there and say, well, you know, that was written by man and that was just a, a construct and, 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 and now, uh, you know, gender is a, has been a social construct and, and you were assigned your sex. No, you weren't. God decided this is a female. This is a male. And sometimes God say, this is going to be a eunuch. But even then, it's still going to lean on one side or the other. They ain't going to be 100% on each side. And I, I've looked, I, before I said these things, I'm not just saying these things out of the, you know, just the top of my head. I went deeply into this study and looking at all those different things that happened because it was important to me. You know, it was important to me at one time because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm different myself. And I, you know, as part of that group and whatever, and, and, and identify myself as gay and all that kind of thing, which I don't use that term at all anymore. Uh, but, but the bottom line is, you know, people, they, they get this mind and they get this thought that, well, my way is right. Well, the Bible talks about that. We certainly can sit there and say that our way is right, but he said there is a way which seemeth right. It seems like it is, but it's not. It ends up being destructive. And so what we have is we have people coming along and breaking to pieces everything that is right and holy in God. And they will say that anybody who speaks like I'm speaking, that that I'm the evil one. Don't you know the Bible says that too? It says that what was once said that was good will be spoken as evil. And that is what's happening. We see it happening all the time. So now... The last thing that we're going to look at, and then we're going to be done. And that is, it says, uh, verse uh, 13 of chapter 8 of the book of Proverbs, The fear of the Lord is hate, both pride and arrogancy in the evil way, and the forward mouth do I hate. The forward mouth. What is a forward mouth? Well, when I begin to study this and I begin to look at this, the word forward means a fraud and perversity and contradiction a fraud perversity and a contradiction so how do you think that applies it applies to everything we just got through talking about and I'm not being mean and hateful when I say this but it's a fraud that says I'm a woman when you were born as a male that's being fraudulent that's not real that's not true and you've got, you know, if, if you want to say that about yourself, well, well, that's fine. You do what you want. That's all right. You do what you want because you're going to meet God. But the thing of it is, when it starts having to bleed over and affect other people, that's a problem. You say, well, how is it bleeding over? Because people are forcing this on people. You say, no, they're not. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, yes, they are. When you've got women that can't even go into a woman's bathroom without a man standing in there, don't tell me he ain't no man. If he's got a penis hanging between his legs, he's a man. Okay? And he's in there, and, and what, what is she going to do? She, is she supposed to feel comfortable? Oh, well, I don't have a problem. Yeah, some of you women, that's how you are. You just follow whatever. Don't you know the Bible talks about you? Silly women, that's what it says. That's what the Bible says. There's some silly women. And you'll just go from house to house and you'll just learn whatever. Whatever's the new fad come along, you're going to learn that and you're going to keep on going. You say, well, I thought this podcast was for Christians. I'm talking to people that act like they're Christians, that say they are. 
That's what I'm saying. There's people that have been affected. Don't you know that the Bible says God said, if you don't have a love for the truth, God himself, God himself is going to send an illusion for you to believe a lie. This is a lie that's hit the earth, and people are believing it right and left. Right and left. We're talking about medical institutions that are agreeing with this. Well, you got any business saying anything about the pronouns? Come on. You want to start telling people, and you're at a medical institution. What has a medical institution got anything to say about pronouns that people use, and then you want to give some kind of thing you wrote up and go tell everybody whatever pronoun they got to use, and if they don't use it, they're being, uh, you know, hostile or violent. Well, we're not, no, we're just telling you, look, now, for my side of things, I'm saying, <laughs> this is what God's Word says here, and no matter what you say, you can't get over on God's Word. You may think you can now, but you ain't going to over there. Because when you meet Him, it's going to be a whole nother ball of wax. Now, so the forward mouth is a fraudulent mouth. You speak fraudulent things. You know, people are saying that, uh, oh, it's, we should just let the children have surgery. What are you going to do? You get down the line because these children, the same people that said that the mind is not even completely developed yet until about 25 years old, and now you're going to say they ought to be able to make a decision that is life-altering, life-altering, literally life-altering. Because if you cut the penis off of a man or, or, or a boy, you know what? You can't go sewing one back on. Hello? You can't do that. They don't have no penis transplant. And they'll tell you that. There's no way for that to be done. And so what if after all that and then they get down the road and they realize it, don't tell me it don't happen. There are people that are that are literally saying they've already been through it and they've messed their life up. They've had surgery and they're absolutely messed up. And there's nothing they can do now but tell people this is a mess. This is this is destructive. And they don't want it done to children. So that's why I say. I say, get the law started. I say, what needs to be done is, uh, don't let these decisions be made until somebody 25. Because, you know, the, that same medical uh, institution said, the brain don't connect until 25. So if that's the case, since that's what you said, that's what you said. So since that's what you said, then that's what we ought to stick with. Don't let nobody have anything to do with it. No, no puberty blockers or none of that kind of thing until they're 25 years old. And then maybe by then you'll get some sense. Maybe by then the Lord can get a hold of your heart. But you know what, church? we got a work to do. And too many people, they look, the Bible says we got the ministry of reconciliation. Well, what does that mean? To reconcile people back to God. Well, what does that mean? Reconciling people back to God and what His Word says. Not what everybody else said, but what His Word says. Because His Word is right. All the time, and all the time, God's word is right. Amen and hallelujah. You say you're crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm just absolutely in love with the Lord. I love his word, and I love God. I love the truth and all of that. And so forward means a fraud, perversity. It is absolutely perverse that you would want to take children and cause such an atrocity to be done to their bodies. 
Because many, many children, don't you know how many people have said over time, many, 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 many times, that children follow the crowd. You know that. You know that. So why in the world would you justify this ridiculous nonsense? You say it sounds like furniture's flying in there. No, I ain't no furniture flying in here. Amen. Sometimes I pound the desk. Sometimes I hit the stool. Because I'm trying to make a point. You say, well, you're just violent. You're just... Oh, why don't you sit down and be quiet? Why don't you sit down and be quiet? And learn something from the Lord. Because one of these days you're going to meet him. Now, I'm talking to people that might be listening that you don't want to listen. That's what I'm saying. I don't mean everybody that's listening don't listen to God's word. I don't mean listen to me. Who am I? I ain't nobody. I'm just a messenger. I've said to people before whenever I'm in the pulpit and I say, you know, some people don't understand the pastor. We're, we're, we're like, and I don't mean anything bad by this at all for those that uh, take our garbage and all that because we certainly should be grateful to the ones that are the garbage men. I think they should get twice the salary that they get anyway or maybe more because they're picking up all our garbage. I think they ought to make a lot more money than they do. I mean, way more money than they do with all the mess they got to deal with. But uh, anyway, so I, I'm saying this. The pastor is like, like the garbage man. You got you to take out the garbage. You know, sometimes the, the, the false teachers come up and you got you to get them out of there. You don't, you don't want them in the church because they're going to destroy things. They, you know, you're trying to teach people to live holy, well, you know, and be separate from the world. Well, how are you going to do it? I mean, people coming behind your back and saying other stuff. You know, so you like the garbage man. You got you got to clean it out. Sometimes it's cleaned out by the word, and people get so tired of hearing you rant and rave and preach like you you do when you're preaching the truth. And then they just finally, I can't take this anymore. I'm gonna leave. Well, good. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. I'm not being mean and hateful. I love. I've always loved the people that I pastor, but I I I mean to tell them what God says because I do love them. I don't say the things that I say because I don't love people. I absolutely, I when the Lord called me to preach like I preach and teach like I, He put a fire in my mouth. And I said, God, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. When I realized what God wanted me to do, because I wasn't always like this. I used to be so timid, and I know people don't believe that. Even my children don't believe that. But but I really was. I was so timid, and so quiet, and uh, uh, and all that kind of thing. But, uh, but God, he, he would do whatever he needed. He took many, many decades to work on me uh, to get me where, where I am today. But, uh, but the, the thing of it is that uh, God says that a forward mouth, a fraudulent mouth, a perverse thing, you, you can't be taken. You've got to know that the reason why people are standing against this is because they're trying to protect these children. They, they love these children, and maybe not even their own children. They love them. They don't want them to have to go through this because don't you know, once people become a transgender, they are forever a patient. I mean, I, these stories that I've read, it's just terrible what goes on. And so some of this, and I don't care if you like to hear it or not, it's about money many, many times over. Don't you know the so surgeries? Oh, there's a lot of money running. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's true. Uh-huh. Money, 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 money. Don't you know the love of money is a root of all evil? Amen. You love your money so much, you don't mind the evil and the perverseness that you're doing to these little children. My God help us. 
And then contradictory. That's another word for forward. Contradic you know this contradicts everything that God's word says. And, and the reason I keep talking like this is I believe the Holy Ghost is trying to reach some of the people that say they're Christian that have fell into this trap of the devil. You have sat there and you've just let the devil speak to you and you believe this stuff. Well, you better quit. You better quit getting yourself dug in there so deep you're not going to be able to get out. Amen. And so... Uh, the word forward means uh, fraud, it'd be fraudulent, perverse, and contradiction, contradictory. But the word mouth, because it's God hates a forward mouth. The word mouth, it means they wax mighty and bind together arguing. They wax mighty and bind together arguing. That's exactly what's going on now. You see so many binding together. It's astounding how many people are binding together. Look it up. That's what that word mouth means. They're binding together. And, 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 and they're, they're, they're not just binding together, but they're binding together and waxing mighty. Because this is like, it's like a mighty army. Now, some of them may hear that and say, Yeah, we're the mighty army. You keep up with your pride. Because God's going to knock you off your pedestal. And it's going to be mighty. You know what? God said he's not always in the storms and all that. No, sometimes he's in that small, still voice. And you better hear God. You better hear him. Because one of these days, you're going to meet him. You're going to meet him. And when you meet him, you better be ready to meet him. And if you think you can say whatever you want and do whatever you want and just ignore God's word, mm -mm 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 -mm, that's pride, a proud look. That's why God hates it. Because it causes people to stand against God Almighty. And he's coming back for the church that's ready. He's not just coming back for any old church. Don't sit there and say, well, I got faith. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> what do you mean it don't mean nothing? Look at the book of James. Faith without works is dead. That's what the book of James. Read it. Go read the whole book of James. But, but make, you, make yourself camp out in chapter 2 for a while. Hmm? Because the devils believe too. Don't you know the word believe? It says the devils believe also and tremble. That word believe actually means, when you look it up, it means faith. They've got, you know, the devils got faith to believe in God. And they got faith to believe in Jesus Christ. You know why? Because they were in heaven at one time. Those demons and the devil, they were in heaven. They were God's angels. But because of pride, they got kicked out. And that same thing is going to happen to everybody that's got a mind to stand against God. But this is what the devil's done. He's sent this lie. And now God is saying, look, if you don't start loving the truth, I'm going to send a delusion. And if God sends you delusion, you're not going to get out of it. You're not ever going to be able to stop believing a lie because God's going to send a delusion. And he said, the reason is because you won't love truth. You better get to loving the truth. You hear that? You better get to loving the truth. Oh, hallelujah. Because the truth is going to stand. God's truth is going to stand, no matter what. 
And when you meet him, you're going to want to be ready. And Jesus said himself that there are those, you know, the, the reason why I say the devils, the devils, you know, they're all of Satan's little, those angels turned into demons, they, devils, you know, they fell. They're devils, demons, whatever you want to call them. But the reason why they have a faith in believing in God and in Jesus Christ is because they were there. They know that God exists. They're not blind to the fact that God exists. They know that God's word is true. They know that. They know that Jesus is the Son of God. Don't you know that Satan tempted Jesus? Oh, if thou be the Son of God. See, he knew that Jesus was the Son of God. That's why he was trying to tempt him, so that Jesus would be knocked off of what he was doing. Because what he was doing is he was overcoming the enemy for you and I. And if we take Jesus by faith, we're able to overcome the enemy. And so the devils, they don't have a problem in believing in God. They don't have a problem in believing in Jesus. So that's what I mean by that when I say they have faith. So don't twist up what I say. I don't mean they have faith to obey God. Because that they don't do. They don't have faith to obey God's word. That they will not do because they keep barreling through and listening to Satan, which is their leader, or Lucifer, whatever you want to call him. Hmm? Whose side are you on? The devil's or God's? you got to make a choice. And so with that said, may the Lord keep you, and I would like to encourage you, if you will, uh, to watch our podcast, uh, especially tomorrow's the one that will be loaded up for April 15th. Uh, 2023, because we're going to talk about the, uh, the need to have the Holy Ghost, the need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And uh, so we're just praying that God will bless that and bless the worship service. And so may God keep you. May you have a wonderful weekend in the Lord. And um, please keep in mind that God hates pride. God hates pride and he hates arrogancy. He hates the evil way. He hates the forward mouth. He hates the lying tongue, those that stir up trouble among the brethren, the family of God. God is telling us, look, I hate those things. So why stand on the side of the things that God hates? Won't you turn and repent today? Stand on the side that matters because everything else is going down except what Jesus uh, is and, and stands for, what God's word is <laughs> and what God's word stands for. It's the only thing that's going to stand. Everything is going down. Everything is going down and... Uh, the Lord is going to rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years, whether you like to hear it or not. But you know, the enemy is not going to be there. The devil ain't going to be he's bound up for a thousand years while the Lord rules and reigns. And all of those that followed him, all of those that followed him, even if you called his name, because Jesus said himself, there's going to be some, uh, he said, that are going to say, didn't we do this in your name and that in your name? And he said, because of your sin, I don't know you. Because of your sin, I don't know you. And and the thing of it is, Jesus identifies, God ex explains so clearly in his word what sin looks like. Now, certainly, uh, you know, we can't clean up our backyard before we get to Jesus. Jesus is the one that does that because, uh, you know, never, ever, ever will you and I ever be able to be perfect except in Jesus Christ. It's just not possible. So we need him. And so with that said, I would just really encourage you to consider serving the Lord. Consider turning and repenting and getting right with the Lord before it's too late. God bless you and may it keep you. Amen.